0: I wanna get locked up tonight
1: Listen to Rob Rossi and roll. rock On the only podcast that I'll hear That won't make me wanna rip off my ears Welcome, everybody, to a special episode of The Rock Show. I'm rocker Mike. We have Rob Rossi. Say hello, Rob.
0: Hey, how you doing, people?
1: And we have special guest Vincent Laporta. Today we're going to be talking about Jeff Beck. This is a tribute show to the uh, amazing guitarist that that recently passed away last week. Uh, Vinny Laporta, okay, you played with Lou Reed and the Tots in the yeah. early 70s. Um, and I understand that at some point during your tour with Lou, you you opened for Jeff Beck. Is that correct? Yes. In Amsterdam.
2: We played in Amsterdam and we opened up for Jeff Beck. And I tell you, I was so nervous hmm. because, because anytime I went to see Jeff Beck, I could give a crap who the opening act was. And now it's me with, the, with <laughs> Lou Reed. It's like, oh, my God, these people don't want to see us. They want to see Jeff Beck. And it, I was very, 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 self-conscious of playing i was afraid of playing any jeff beck licks or you know because i learned from him like everybody had oh, you know sure it's just crazy but um it was amazing i wish i would could have dug out the pictures because i was on side stage and i got a couple of nice shots of them too it was back bogart napasy were, were,
1: were you a big uh yardbirds fan vin
2: oh yes i first started listening to them when i was 11 years old wow yeah, that's the first time I heard them and the first time I saw Jeff Beck was at the Fillmore East. It was Jeff Beck, Albert King and Tim Buckley at the Fillmore. It was October 19th, 1968 for 5 bucks.
1: Was that the Jeff Beck Group?
2: Yes, Rod Stewart. Wow. Hood, you Mr. saw that Hopkins. for 5 bucks? Yep, 5 Holy bucks. Holy
0: shit. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Let I've me ask them. you. The show that you played was in 1979 in Amsterdam? No, no. It was 72. 72. 72,
2: I believe. Yes.
1: Yeah. You were part of Lou Reed and the Tots. You played guitar.
2: Yes.
1: And this was the time when Lou had one solo album out after recently leaving the the Velvet Underground. Right. It was right before Transporter. Transformer. Transformer. Excuse me. Transformer. Right. Right. Okay. So we're talking about like early 72. Yes. Okay. Um. Now was it just that one gig you were opening for back, or were there more?
2: Oh no, no, we did a whole tour, but that was just one of them on the tour because I mean the the first gig was King's Cross in England. And a matter of fact, I met a guy online. Do you know him, Gordon Lyons? I don't think so. Okay. Well, he he contacted me and he sent me like six audio tapes that I've never heard of us playing with with uh Lou Reed. Wow seventy two and seventy-three. Wow. Yeah. So I I listened to some of the some of the recordings from crowd, you know, somebody with a a cassette. And then I haven't listened to the ones that were recorded through the board. So I'm I'm looking forward to you.
1: You're familiar. What what I'm familiar with, Lou Reed and the Tots, is is the American Poet CD.
2: Oh, yes, I got that. The one that was recorded in the recording studio in um, Long Island.
1: Right, like in Hempstead or something like yes, that. Yes, it was
2: a radio station. It was a live radio. Right,
1: show. it was a live show. Do you remember that at all, or is I, that?
2: Yes, I do. Yes, wow. I remember it exactly.
1: Wow. I mean, we could do a whole show just talking about this, but, but with Beck, I mean, I, I, what I've been noticing in the last week since he passed away, is a lot of people have been talking that you know a lot of radio stations been playing the music. Uh, little Stevens underground garage been playing a lot of Beck um uh, you know he's kind of back in the consciousness and I I think a lot of people don't realize you know how how influential he was starting with the Yardbirds okay you know he replaced Eric Clapton okay Clapton was in the band uh up until they released the single For Your Love which he, he He had a problem with that. He didn't like the direction the band was going. So he split and he wanted to do, you know, what he considered serious blues. And the story goes is that um, they wanted to ask Jimmy Page to join the band. Right. And Jimmy said, nah, you know, I'm kind of happy doing my session work with immediate records and all that stuff, uh, you know, but I got a guy and his name is Jeff Beck. And Je- Jeff had been playing with Screaming Lord Such. Right, a right. A lot of people don't <laughs> that know that. Okay. Oh, that guy's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, remember we did that show on him, Rob? Yeah, I yeah. love that guy. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, he said he'd be a perfect fit for the Yardbirds. And uh, their manager came down and and checked him out. He was playing uh, you know, in 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 some place in England, some shithole. And uh, <laughs> you know, he said, you know he'd be, he'd be great. You know, so they, you know, it it really, they didn't, I don't even think he had an audition. It was just like the manager came down and and said, yeah, you, you, you know, you're fine. So uh, he joins the, the Yardbirds and and rock and roll was never the same after that because Beck really, really just was so innovative. Would, Would you agree with that? Oh yes.
2: Because like when I first saw Jeff Beck at the Fillmore in those days, he played a Les Paul, Sunburst Les Paul, and he used a guitar pick, and he had Marshall amps. Right. Then, then he switched over to the Strat at some point, and different amps and whatever. But um, and then started playing with using his fingers. Yeah. And that technique that he has is amazing, where he plays with his fingers. He uses his pinky on the volume to get those swell sounds and the tremolo bar. Yeah. That's a whole other way of playing the guitar. Really. Wow.
1: Well, he really brought that tremolo bar into the forefront. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. in everything he did.
0: Hey, do, do you guys know that he said that he wanted to play electric guitar before he even knew the sound of acoustic guitar? He always wanted to play electric guitar first. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, he, 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 I, I can count on one hand how many times I heard him play acoustic. He never did.
2: Only the one song. I wish he did more. He. Oh, the only one I know is Greensleeves.
1: Yeah, that's true. On the
2: Truth album, but I've never hear hear him. I always wanted to hear him doing another acoustic, you know, guitarist song or whatever. But I mean, he's he's so good.
1: It wasn't his thing to play acoustic, that's for sure. You know,
2: know who's who's really good on acoustic. Tommy Emmanuel, you familiar with him?
1: Yes. Yes. Oh man, yes.
2: Incredible. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's as a guitar player. You know, I mean, how much do you think Jeff Beck influenced you?
2: Very much, very, very much. I, I tell you, really, just because you know, from the first, we were at my cousin's house in the Bronx, and and the the Yardbird album was on, and "Evil Hearted You" came on.
1: Great song.
2: And and that guitar riff, that really fast guitar riff. Boom,
1: boom, boom,
2: boom. Yeah, but there, there's one yeah. really fast riff in the song. Yep. And me and my cousin looked at each other and went, "Holy shit!"
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard "Evil Hearted You" on the radio yesterday, and yeah. and I went like, "Damn, you know, like nobody, you know, it's 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 hard to comprehend the to today, today, okay, but like really, nobody played like that. No, nobody, nope, nope. not the Stones, not the Beatles, nobody."
2: And know what I heard? I don't know if this is true. When they did "Heart Full of Soul," I think they wanted to use a sitar to yes. play that riff, he, and he, they couldn't get the the Indian musicians to play in four four time. He, so he, he goes, did I'll it. Do it my, I'll do it myself. He
1: he made he made the guitar sound like a sitar.
2: Yeah, with the distortion. Box. With
1: the distortion, and there's a there's a great documentary on YouTube that goes into how he did that.
2: Oh, I gotta check. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a couple of really cool YouTube documentaries about Jeff, and and some of them he's in and he's talking, and some of them he's not in. But but you know, it, it explains how he got that sound. It had something to do with the volume and and the tremolo bar or something to get that sitar sound.
2: Yeah. Yep. Well, I've seen Jeff Beck 13 times, so that no was shit. wow. Wow. Yeah from from October of uh, 1968 yeah. up until the uh, at the garden with Stevie Ray you know the arms benefit
1: I remember that it was right before uh Stevie died yep yep yep, yep. i have a buddy i think that might have been at that show um now when you talk about the Jeff Beck group okay we're yep. talking about the band that yes. he started after the Yardbirds he left right. the Yardbirds i think about 68 to and and Jimmy Page he left it to him and eventually that would morph into led zeppelin and and all that. Yes. But uh the original Jeff Beck group so people understand was was Rod Stewart on vocals. Right. Ronnie Wood who on would later join the Stones on bass. Wow. Nicky Hopkins on piano who played with everybody including the Stones. Okay. Ainsley Dunbar on drums. Who? Would yeah, be- that was
2: before Mick Waller. Mick Waller, right? Mick
1: Waller would Dunbar. replace him later on. Right. Yeah. And that original band, they they released, you know, and I always tell people, you know, a lot of people ask me in the last week, you know, they said, I, I, I really, I like Jeff Beck, but I don't know where to start. And I tell them, start with, you know, dabble with the Yardbird stuff. That's all great. Yes. But, but but start with the Jeff Beck Group Truth album yep. and, and, Be- and Beck Bowler.
2: La- yes, absolutely.
1: W- w- would you agree with that? That's a good place to start?
2: Yes, right now that's on.
1: Uh, got <laughs> you got it on. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, I mean, this was, I mean, first of all, Rod Stewart. Okay. Now, you know, this was Rod Stewart when. Sorry, when, I
2: just one second. <laughs> he's just he so good.
1: Really no, nah, it's amazing. You, you know, Rod Stewart's been playing since that time. Okay, we're talking, you know, mid '60s. Yeah, and you know, people think he's you know cheesy pop or whatever. But like this was this was a point when Rod Stewart was cool as fuck. Okay, he was
2: yeah. blues. He was yeah. singing blues. Yes,
1: really. yes, and. You know, you listen to the Truth album and the Beck Ola album, and it's just, it's total blues.
2: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
1: Now, when, when that came out, when Truth came out in 68, uh, and you had already been familiar with the Yardbirds, what do you think of this?
2: I was just amazed. I was like, this is incredible. Because it was the first Jeff Beck album, and then shortly after we saw him at the Fillmore, and to see him live, and we always had great seats we were like up close and it was like look at this right me and my friends would just laugh i would just call him like a, he's a humorous guitar player because he did funny shit
1: <laughs> what do you mean by that
2: but just some of the riffs all, almost yeah. sound funny they they sound humorous and we me and my friend we were teenagers we played guitar we would just look at each other and laugh and go did you see what he just did <laughs> <laughs>
1: That it, is, yeah. I mean, yeah. He he would make the guitar talk, right? Yeah, a, yeah. Way. Yeah. Yep.
0: He he was one with the guitar, man. Nobody played like him. It was like poetry, man. It was like it was so weird when you watch him play. Like you were so hypnotized by the way he was like just grabbed the guitar and just yep. his fingers moving up. It always looked like he was making sex to a woman by playing the guitar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and 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 with
0: that, I'm going to open another beer, Rob. <laughs>
1: <there you> <laughs> With that comment, you know, let me tell you, I, I find the best deals on beer. Okay. I was in a key food. I was in a key food today in Queens. Yeah. And I found uh, for $5. Okay. Two, two 18 ounce Budweiser's.
2: Oh man. In a bottle in, a bottle. In a, in a bottle. In a bottle. In a bottle. Bottles are better.
1: So I bought four. <laughs> and now I'm on my fourth.
2: There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. But, you know, hey, listen, okay. Uh, you know, when, when Beck died last week, I was saying he was, up until that point, I think, this is my opinion, I don't know if you'll agree, the, the greatest living guitar player.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so many good guitar players, unknown guitar players. I see stuff on YouTube um, I can't think of his name, an Italian guy, Maticuso, Matty Manacuso or something like that. I heard of him,
1: I think, yes.
2: Whoa, you got to see this. He's a young guy, very humble, and he plays with his fingers, but he uses his like his index and his middle fingers, and he plays ridiculous. He's really, really good. Yeah. He's really amazing.
1: You know who was really influenced by Beck, who, who who never pulled any punches and admitted it for his whole life? Was Who's that? Eddie Van Halen.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yes, especially with the hammering things, mm-hmm. so that, that hammering stuff, you know, the, the tre the tremolo, the tremolo,
1: the tremolo bar, and all that, yes. and yes,
2: yep, he, uh, yeah, he definitely influenced. There's there's by a that. great there's a
1: there's a couple of great pictures online of of Beck and Van Halen, uh, Eddie together, you know.
2: Yeah, and know what? I just saw a picture, a recent picture, it was Jeff Beck and Clapton together in the Yardbirds, which I never saw in my life.
1: Um. And, um
2: I you never played know, together, but there was a picture of them on stage, both with Les Pauls. I, I said I never saw this. Really?
1: Yeah. That's that's new to me because, Clap. Not, I mean, the, the way I understood it was Clapton had left the band, right? And they got Jeff to replace him. Yes. I didn't know that they played at the same time. I'm not. I I don't know if that if that's. Did you see they them on stage?
2: stage that, unless he was just sitting in, but there was a picture of both of them on stage with Les Pauls and Chris Dreyer playing rhythm guitar. And then, then at one point, Chris Dreyer played bass. And even, I think another point, uh, I think Jimmy Page might've played bass too at one point.
1: Yes. I think that happened uh, a couple of times in the studio. Yes. Um, But as far as Clapton and Beck on page on stage, excuse me, on stage together, yeah. And that's, that's news to me. I mean, it may have happened once and they got a yeah, picture it of it. A
2: photo. I never
0: saw the photo ever. It was the first time. I wow. Yeah.
1: That's, out. that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Because you, you want to hear something. They have been, um, because I think they didn't page and Jeff Beck play at the same time. I went yes. with the, with the Yardbird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Beck and page did for a, a few months.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, there was a movie, Blow Up. Right.
1: I was going to bring that up.
2: Yes. Now, there's that.
1: Everybody who's ever seen Blow Up by Michael Antonioni, okay, he directed that film. Uh, I mean, it's a, uh, you know, the movie is so-so. I don't care about the movie. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Just to see that one scene. Yeah, but there's the scene when he's going into the club and everybody's watching the Yardbirds. And it's Jeff Beck on stage and Jimmy Page. Okay. Right. So you got them both. And Paige just smashes his guitar, rips it to Pete. He breaks it into 10 different pieces. No, that was
2: No, that was Jeff Beck that did that.
1: Oh, what I say? Paige? I'm sorry. Yeah, Je- Je- Jeff Beck right. broke, it, broke it into 10 different pieces. <laughs> yes. Okay. And nobody had seen that before. Nope. I mean, you know, the only person who even came close to breaking a guitar at that time was Pete Townsend, as far as yeah. I know. Okay, and
2: I, I I'm wondering if, if the, Jeff Beck did that first.
1: He, did that first. He, you know, that's a good question because it, it, it probably that movie came out in '68. It probably was filmed in '67. Was was you know was was Townsend breaking guitars in '67? I don't think so.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I saw the Who many times too. Also,
1: very you saw many. them at the Fillmore, right? At the Fillmore, I'm sure although, you did.
2: I saw them at the Westchester County Center in White Plains. Wow. Also, Hend- I saw Hendricks at the Westchester County Center in White Plains.
1: Let me ask you something, since you bring up Hendricks. Yeah. How much do you think Hendricks was influenced by Beck?
2: Um. You know what? I think everybody influences everybody. If you listen and you hear somebody good, you're going to grab a couple of notes because B.B. King said it, Clapton said it. He goes, we all borrow from each other. Of course. Clapton goes, we borrow from B.B. King, but I'm sure he borrowed from, you know – some of the old timers that, that started with the blues, you know. Of it's course. just amazing. Everybody uses notes, you know, they're all they're all good.
0: Yeah, you know who used to play a lot like uh Paige and uh, Jeff Beck, Prince. Prince was a great guitar player. Absolutely, a, like,
1: absolutely.
0: Great guitar player, but it's his influence. We always say it was Jeff Beck and um and Jimmy Page. You know I saw, I saw uh Paige and Plant years ago in Madison Square Garden. And they played like a three-hour show. It was one of the best shows. Then I saw the the rating and like uh, a guy reviewed the show in the uh, New York Times. He said it was one of the best shows they played since they got back together. And they 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 turned the house up. But Jimmy Page looked great. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. Yeah. You know, but but Beck, I, I think he was kind of for many decades, I should say, he was really kind of under the radar. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. And- many- didn't know about him really a lot yeah
1: but but anybody that was in the know like a jimmy page i i i think beck was better oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and they knew it and these fucking guys knew it clapton page they knew that beck was better but beck but beck was you know he kept he kept a very low key
2: yeah he he was never like Jeff Beck was never like very famous like a lot of these other guys but he I think he wanted it that
1: way. No, he did. He he absolutely that was that was his method. He really wanted it like that. Just and no and he would get, you know, and I got to, you know, I got to bring it up, okay? You you look at where he would go in the 1970s into this jazz direction.
2: Yes, I, with John um with John McLaughlin,
1: right? McLaughlin, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And
1: and people uh, I don't you know
2: I don't think people Park. I don't think
1: a lot of people got it to be honest with you
2: no no
1: you know and and but he did it and he had a lot of balls to do that um albums like uh blow by blow
2: that's my one of my favorites right oh.
1: that came out in 75 wired. Right in '70s. Know,
2: know what I love about "Blow by Blow"? It was produced by George Martin, who did, who did the Beatles. That's
1: correct. You're right. <laughs> the Beatles, the Beatles producer. Yep. 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 Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, I mean, he had 18 studio albums, including collaborative efforts with other people. Now, in 2022, last year, he released the album "18," which was his. Uh, obviously his 18th studio record with Johnny Depp, the actor Johnny Depp. And I listened to some of this, uh, you know, and, and, and I just want to tell everybody, I I never saw Jeff Beck live and I regret this. I I, I had a couple of opportunities and I blew it. And I was looking into seeing him with Johnny Depp because he came around over the summer. And the tickets were like three, $400, and I, was, oh, like, God. Yeah, I was like, I can't do it, okay? But I, I I, figured maybe I'd get him the next time around, but there, there was no next time around.
2: Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah,
1: but but he recorded this album, 18, it's called, with Johnny Depp. And, you know, he said some amazing things about Depp. He said how he hasn't, you know, that that Depp is an amazing musician, amazing songwriter and that he has not worked with anybody in a collaborative way with somebody like Johnny Depp in decades. Yeah. Oh, you mean Jeff Beck. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm talking about Jeff talking about Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I listened to some of this album, okay? And, I mean, they cover Venus and Furs from The Velvet Underground.
2: Yeah, I I I got that. Matter of fact, I, I I grabbed a couple of the songs from online. I I didn't buy the album, I must admit, but I, okay, I did, I did grab a couple of songs online, and some of them are good. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and I watched, you know, there's some YouTube clips of of him playing with Johnny Depp. Right. And I think it's I think it's some some of the best shit that he's ever done. Because no, it's funny too.
2: He. He Jeff Beck looks genuinely happy because a lot of times yeah. he seems kind of you know emotionless. I saw him at Jones Beach and he didn't say a word on and in into the microphone, right. at all The entire show, he didn't what, say a word.
1: What year was this, Vincent?
2: Oh, god, I, I don't remember offhand. I don't remember the two, in
1: the 2000s.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 but he was good, he was good,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: he's always good.
1: <laughs> no, he he always was. Um, I, I have a buddy that saw him with with Stevie Ray Vaughan. I know you yeah, brought. I, I
2: saw that. Yeah, that was great at the Garden, and yeah. I mean,
1: I can't imagine what that must have been like. The two of them.
2: Yeah, uh, it was just amazing because they were just both so good together. Just and they were just, it was amazing to see them both because Stevie Ray was another one of those guys. Just yes, like, but you can tell. Stevie Ray was definitely in, in, influenced by Hendrix, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Even like Robin Trower, that used to play with Procol Harum, when he he put his solo album out, you could hear the Hendrix influence in the way he bends the notes and his tone and all that too.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Hendrix was another one too. He was just—I uh, saw him a bunch of times, at least three times. Wow! You saw him at the show
1: more?
2: Uh, To fill? Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, Westchester County Center uh, and Woodstock and also um, there was a Madison Square Garden show, it was called Winter Festival for Peace where it was like the Rascals and all these a bunch of bands, the cast from Hair right? and, and then Hendrix came on last, but he played like a half a song and then, then he just sat on the edge of the stage, no, first he stood up and he, and he was holding his guitar by the neck like the guitar would, and he just let it go and it dropped and he said, I think he was doing acid or something. They said Hendrix doesn't probably care, he never he never came back on. It was sad, too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. Bad. Oh, I, I have
1: to I have to tell you something, okay? Um this weekend, this past weekend, I was at Mohegan Sun. Mm-hmm. And I the, the reason I was there is I I I'm often a, a driver for singer Lala Brooks. Okay. Lala Brooks was in the crystals in the early 60s. She was the singer that sang Then He Kissed Me and Do Run Run and stuff. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm Please good. Fr- I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with her and I, I drive her all over the place. Nice. Okay. Now I had told her that Jeff Beck passed away. And she was like, I think I know some of his stuff. You know. Oh, God. But she was in she was in the, the original production of hair. Okay. Okay. And we're, we're driving back from from Mohegan Sun on Monday. Uh, the oldie show was was Sunday night. It was something that Bowser from Shanana had put on. Oh, he's a yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. And uh, you know, and, and Lala Lala was amazing. I mean, I I have to say, I don't mean to go off on a tangent here, but like, I was having dinner with her Sunday night after the show, and people were coming up to us in the in the restaurant just thanking her you know for an amazing you know all she did was like three three or four songs that was it okay what's her
2: name what's her name
1: lala brooks
2: lala brooks wow
1: okay and uh so on the way back um i was listening to little stevens underground garage on 95 all the way down back into into the city yeah yeah and uh Some some Beck stuff came on, you know. Like, I think it was like I ain't superstitious or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I told her, you know, I'm like, this is Jeff. She's like, I know this, you know. And and, you know, she's like, I remember this, you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's Rod Stewart, you know. And she's like, damn, you know more music, you know more music than I do, and I'm in the business, you know. (laughs) But, But but you know, I told her, I said, you know, this guy Beck. Okay, was one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Okay, and uh, it's you know you, we're 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 in a um, we're in a time when you know Gibson sales are down. Yeah. Right. Okay, and and nobody's playing guitar, and and music is about it's just corporate, and it's about you know. Uh, Auto tune and all kinds of shit. Okay,
2: uh, I know, and computer drums, Co- and computer stuff. drums,
1: and there's right, no, right, no all that stuff. Music.
2: The music that's out now is like it's not music. It's no nonsense to me. It, I, it's
1: it's total, it's total nonsense. If there's no soul to it,
2: no, no heart at right. all. Right,
1: and and Beck, his whole life up until right now, twenty, you know, what he was doing with Johnny Depp, he played with so much soul. Yeah, so much you know swing in what he did, always, 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 and you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, he would do his own thing, and a lot of people kind of in the 70s when he was doing a jazz kind of thing, they didn't get it, but 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 really, when you listen to that stuff now, it's amazing.
2: Uh, I know. Did yeah. have you seen it, uh, seen any of the rockabilly stuff he did?
1: Yes, absolutely. This is this is a guy. That loved rockabilly music. Okay. Yes. Uh, and, and he kind of was able to do, you know, a little bit of that with Screaming Lord Such before the Yardbirds. Okay, a little bit. Okay. But uh, you know, loved rockabilly music, and another thing that he loved was cars. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay? I know he was he was a hot rod fanatic. Yeah, he The guy, the guy, would, he the guy built, would build so, his own cars.
2: I didn't see, I didn't watch the whole video yet, but I, it was on Facebook. It was, he sits down and he talks about his cars and like, he goes, yeah, I built them from scratch. And he goes, when I'm riding in a car and somebody's sitting next to me and I'm driving, he goes, they could be talking. I don't listen to them. I'm listening to the car. I'm listening to all the sounds. The, the sounds speech. of the engine. The, the sounds, the squeaks, anything that I might have to repair—he <laughs> was amazing.
1: No, he re- he really was, and 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 this was something uh, that a lot of people don't know. Okay, I mean, of course he was the you know the most amazing guitar player, but but the guy was you know a mechanic extraordinaire.
2: Yeah, okay. you no, know, it's amazing. You got to sure. watch your finger. You got to watch your fingers when you're doing work with cars.
1: <laughs> you know, you know something. Um, <laughs> you know, I've I, I've I've heard different things where people have like worked with him with 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 uh, you know cars, and he wasn't careful. He was like he just was wearing you know gloves or barehanded or whatever. <laughs> and he was like, "Fuck it, this is what I do." You know, as much as as much as he was a guitar player, he was he was a hot rod fanatic. Mechanic, he loved yeah. American cars.
2: I know it's a. He was a mechanic. He was a car mechanic. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I know. I know. All right. So I'm going to throw a quote out here. Let me tell you. Let me ask you, Vinny, what you think of this quote, yeah. by Jeff? Okay. He says everyone thinks of the 1960s as something they that really they, they really weren't it was the frustration period of my life the electronic equipment just wasn't up to the sounds I had in my head
2: that sounds like that sounds very true because like things back then were very primitive now equipment is so is It's so much different. It's so much different. It really is. Right. But again, in, in those days, for me, I play a Gibson 335. Uh-huh. And I got that as a gift when I was a kid from my grandfather. And I played it through a small Ampeg amp, one 12-inch speaker. I think it was 26 watts. No pedals, No no gimmicks, just a little reverb you cranked that up and you got the best sound in the world it was unbelievable sound that you can wow. get out of it. yes really beautiful
1: yeah i mean i think that with that comment um you know he he was so ahead of his time and the the, the sounds that he had in his head he couldn't he couldn't duplicate so he worked with what he had you know yes. up, up until up until Things could catch up a little bit, but you know, I mean, you listen to this stuff that he did in the Yardbirds, and then the Jeff Beck Group, and then later on as solo, and the second version of the Jeff Beck Group, and and all that. And Beck Bogart, and apathy right? Beck Bogart and apathy Ap- a- right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. I, and Bogart and, and apathy was were in Vanilla Fudge.
2: Exactly. Okay. People. Matter of fact, I can't find it anywhere, but when we played with them in Amsterdam, when we opened up for them uh, with Jeff it was uh, remember there was the keyboard that used to play with Jeff Beck Max Middleton?: Yes.: I went over to Tim Bogart and I go, "Where's Max Middleton?" And he goes, "He quit the band because he was oh. supposed to be there. So but anyway, the, with Beck Bogart and Max they did a version of "Keep Me Hanging On," another yes. Fudge song. And I can't find it anywhere if it's live, or but that I would love to hear that again. Well, they—I
1: don't think they ever recorded that in the studio.
2: No, no, but they did it live that night. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, that was that was Vanilla Fudge's most famous song, pretty much, and and I guess they had to probably do it live. Um, you know, a, a lot of people don't know too is is in '69. Beck had approached Bogart and a piece and said, you know, let's start a band together. And they said, okay. But then he was in a bad car accident. Who, Jeff Beck, right? Jeff Beck. Yeah. He had a cracked skull.
2: Oh,
1: he had, he had a fractured skull. He was fucked up. And it took about three or four years for that, you know, uh, Beck Bogart and a piece uh, to happen To happen You know, they had formed Cactus, remember that? Yeah, oh yeah, I got yeah.
2: that album, that's a great album Yeah,
1: they had formed Cactus after Vanilla Fudge Anticipating that they were going to work with Jeff But it took a little while
2: Yeah, that guitar player, forget his name, he was good
1: Yeah, yeah, I forget his name too, but I'm lumped up, what are you going to do? <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm starting to get there myself mm-hmm. <laughs> But All right. You know
0: what you know what the thing about Jeff Beck, no matter what kind of list you make, a top ten list, he's always either number one or two, because people. Some people love Page, some people love Hendrix, some, even uh Stevie Ray Vaughn, you know. These guys are the guy, even uh Eddie Redheaded these are the guitarists that people, you know, people say they always talk about um these guys as the greatest guitarists, but there was a list and I think in the road Stones. There's no
2: such... It, it's it's really hard to say the best. There's no such thing as the best guitarist. Everybody's I, different. I agree. They're all good. There's no such thing as the best because... But
0: you can- know what? When, uh, when the Rolling Stone did... The Rolling Stone magazine did a top 10. I mean, like a top one... You know who was number one on that? It was Jeff Beck. Really? Yeah. Wow. They call him the greatest guitarist of all time.
1: I I I would put him up there absolutely. Oh, wow.
0: without a doubt.
1: Without yeah. a doubt.
0: <laughs> but that's that's what that's what the list. It was like him. Then there was like um, Stevie Ray Vaughan. They had Paige. They had they and had like the top. Prince was up in the top ten. Eric Clapton. They had a pretty good list of top ten guys.
1: But... You know, I I I always love musicians or even vocalists that are distinctive okay where, where, where you could just hear them oh and, and you know who it is and you know who it is
2: yeah i'll be listening to radio i listen to um uh w um fdu yeah 89.1 i listen to that and i'll hear something a song that i've never heard of. it could be an r&b artist and I'll, I'll know who it is and it's like i've never heard this but you know the voice you know the voice
1: yeah i mean it's it's to me, like, uh, I mean, you know, you know, Mick Jagger, you'll always know. Yes. Okay. But like guys like Lemmy from Motorhead. Okay. Lemmy, Lemmy from Motorhead, you know, you just know a Motorhead song when you hear it, you know, you know, the vocals, you know, the bass, you know, you because know, he played bass, you know, that a Joey, you know, the Ramon song, you know, a Ramon song. Yes. And, 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 and. You know, speaking of the Ramones, I mean, they they were very influenced by the Yardbirds, very influenced by. Is that
2: right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, all those guys listened to what was going on in the British Invasion,
2: and the Beatles, and all those Brit. They loved Motown.
1: Yeah, Motown stuff. Uh, you know, you want you want to hear something? You talk about the Ramones. I watched Joey Ramone sing bringing it on home to me by Sam Cooke one time.
2: Really? That's yes. odd. Oh my yeah.
1: god. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you wouldn't have thought, right? But no but No way. I watched him sing that one time at a uh what used to be called the Cave stomp shows in the 90s. It was it was it was garage bands. Uh sometimes they had, you know, newer bands and they would bring old bands back like the Chocolate Watch Band and stuff like that. Okay? Into these Cave stomp shows. In, in, in you know in manhattan in the in the nineties and uh joey ramon was there one night and he sang that and he's and he also sang uh set me free by the kinks
2: whoa wow yeah. that's
0: different wow
1: yeah yeah so these guys were all heavily influenced by what was happening you know in England at the time in 65 66 67 yeah yeah
2: you know,
1: it's amazing but, uh, all right, so thank you very much, Vincent. I really yeah. appreciate you coming on. Anytime. Yeah, and like and said, and, and, and and I think I want to have you back to talk about the tots a little bit, you know?
2: Yeah, and Lou Reed, that, that would be fun, too. So yeah. Some good stories, and that, that would be fun. Oh, oh, oh I was going to say real quick, do you remember Great Gildersleeves down on yes. Bowery?
1: Yeah, it was a little before my time, but I remember the place.
2: Yeah, we used to play there a lot, and right next door was uh, CBGB's, so... During a break, I would go go there and have a drink or something, and I would always see Joey Ramone, like, hanging out at the bar. He was a big, tall, lanky guy. He looked like very Howard Stern-looking.
1: Like. <laughs> Howard Stern used to say he was his twin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but, ha- but but Joey had, like, the share haircut, and he had the, the frizzy haircut, you know? Exactly, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. But thank you, Vincent LaPorta, for coming on. Visit Laporta from Lou Reed and the Todds talking about Jeff Beck. And uh, I really appreciate it. And Rob, what are you going to say, man?
0: Man, I, I you know what? I can't believe that another great uh, guitarist is gone and uh, probably one yeah. of the best. And um, you know what? Um, he had a hell of a career. He had a hell of a run. And um, that last album, 18, is excellent. Yeah. And I got to say, listen to you guys. uh, Talking man, uh, you know that was a joy, man. That was a lot of fun, and um the hour went quick, man, because damn, a lot of stories between you guys about Jeff Beck. We definitely gotta revisit this, and we definitely gotta have Vinny back on the show. And, oh, like, thank you.
1: We thank will you we'll have you back, this, Vinny. This
2: and, like, fun. Um, I enjoyed this very much, and um I appreciate that you know you wanted me to be a part of this, so I really like that. That's great.
1: Definitely, definitely. And what do we always say at the end of every show, Rob?
0: Hey, we don't get drunk. We get, we get lumped,
1: lumped up. up. Oh, yeah, I never
0: heard that term. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, getting up, I'm getting
2: lumped up as we speak. <laughs> lumped up
1: is a good thing. Yeah.
2: All right, <laughs> people. A pleasure, guys. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll do it again next time, whenever that might
0: be. Take
1: All care, right. brother.
0: Sounds good. You like, people, thank you. Thanks again. People, remember, don't get drunk, get lumped, lumped up, up, and we'll see you next week.
1: Take care, people. Bye.
0: podcast you will hear that will be music to your ears you'll learn about bands you love or may not know and it's only here on the rock show Get lumped up on the rock show